Welcome to Gain That Tune. is going on everybody it's game that tune and we are back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we got john regan with us say hey hey we got jesse moore say hey uh, hey and we got uh david fleming say hey uh hey hey okay guys wow that's uh Quite a quite an intro. I appreciate that, guys. <laughs> really, uh, no no podcast listener is gonna understand this. And there's no need for them to, baby. It's uh, game that tune back in the house, man. This is a, this is gonna be a fantastic night. Doing a lot of inside jokes uh, before anybody even gets going. It's, before it gets uh, outside, really alienates some people. Uh, what we're gonna do on this show, man? Uh, if, you're probably not just joining us because this is Game That Tune episode 266. But uh, if you are, don't say shit, Jesse. If you oh. are, uh, <laughs> what we're going to do uh, is listen to some video game tunes. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun, talk a lot of shit. The winner at the end of the oh! night gets to pick a theme for the next episode and play some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the illustrious and sexy david fleming yeah it was it was a good win i was it, you know i was very proud of that perfect score a you perfect score dude. Back. yeah and, and yes you look you look nice with the old glasses i'm glad you kept him but um david you, you had a perfect game last week and you got to pick the theme for this week's episode so tell everybody what the theme is for tonight's episode uh the theme for tonight is mashups mashing up genres characters you know as you define it a game that mashes up Mm-hmm. Yes. Games with mashups. I, I like it. Mash. I would have liked it a lot more if we had done it a couple of weeks ago before I used up Act Razor Renaissance. I'm just gonna be honest, guys. Like I don't play games with more than one genre very often. I'm a simple classic man. I like one genre per game. <laughs> so I mean maybe whole... you've got multiple characters. Oh. Are they mashed together? David, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Somebody better have chosen the composite Superman game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying, like, uh, as I took the theme, I took it to mean mashups, not crossovers. So, you know, if two characters from different series appear in the same game, that's fine. But if they possess the same body, now we've got a mashup, guys. But no, I'm, I'm kidding. Man. It's going to be it's going to be a great show. Uh, yeah. Mashups, you know, numerous possibilities, multiple possibilities, just endless possibilities, <laughs> throwing things together, seeing what sticks. Um it's going to be a great night. We got uh, five fantastic games. We got a great fan request, uh, and really, there's uh, there's nothing more to say about it. Johnny, are you, you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling Feel, better now. Feeling relieved? Yes. Okay, man. Then uh, you know, once you mash up the button to start game one. <laughs> game one.
All right, guys. Uh, so this game was enhanced for play on the Super Nintendo uh, via the Super Game Boy device. Um, the enhanced version would offer color graphics, um, custom explosion sounds, and a four-player uh, multiplayer mode with the Super Nintendo multi-tap. Who's got some uh, answers? Sorry, uh, I answer. do. Interesting answers. Alright, so let's see. Um, David said Monster Mash or Game Boy, which is incorrect. Jesse and John both said Wario Blast featuring Barman, which is correct. This is yeah. Wario, Wario Blast featuring Barman. Which is really just Barman GB reskinned with Wario, uh, and I feel like that's a damn shame that they put Barman into a featured role when it's really a Barman game with with Wario in it. I mean, you gotta you gotta move units, man. And Wario was the new hot thing. Then yeah, they had to had to figure out a way to move these Barman games. <laughs> Has Wario ever been the new hot thing? Yes. You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fascinating crossover, Wario and Bomberman. Like, how, like, how do you get those two people together? Like, uh, the plot was that Wario managed to stumble upon Bomberman's world and decided <laughs> that he just wants to loot it all and take everything. <laughs> Is he just I going to find there's like no money in Bomberman? It's just bombs. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense because Bomberman is well known for dropping bombs, and Wario was well known for dropping bombs. Oh, man, I thought you were going to say for dropping ass. <laughs> would have been really crude. That. That, that was implied in the metaphor of bomb. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so that that actually is the question. Was this full-blown, like, modern-day crude Wario? Were you fighting Bomberman by dropping bombs out of your ass? God, I, <laughs> I wish, man, I wish. This is probably how Wario got associated with bombs in the first place. Because like yeah, he has Wario to... dropping time delayed farts. <laughs> we don't have any fart sounds on our soundboard, do we? No. No, and we should not. We made it this far. <laughs> we we don't need them, guys. We don't have fart sounds on our soundboard. No, with good reason. Even <laughs> saying fart is crude enough for me. Do we have a crying baby sound? <laughs> no. Uh, with Tim Curry saying space, do we have some space? <laughs> do we have a lady going, be so horny? <laughs> Jesse, you've had 266 episodes to make this a morning zoo podcast. If, if it's not there now, 
I don't think it's ever happening. <laughs> I don't think we should ever have a woman saying me so horny on the soundboard. I definitely think we should have one of us saying me oh. so horny on the soundboard. No, that, yeah, that clip of Jesse saying me so horny is yeah, pre-pulled for the next There it is, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm going to pull the clip of me saying it, but saying it like this, me so horny. It's going to be great. Uh, the next really good punchline. Jingle is just going to be multiple versions of me so horny. <laughs> Uh, you gotta say with a really good deadpan, David. Give us like, uh, give us like a Frasier esque, like David Hyde Pierce reading on me so horny. Me so horny. It's all right, Johnny. Give us the uh, Frasier esque uh, Martin <laughs> Crane, the dad on Frasier, say me so horny. All right, no problem. <clears throat> ah! No, <laughs> wrong dad. He doesn't. You, you know, know I'm not gonna I saw you. it coming, and still it surprised me. <laughs> I, I never see it coming, guys. <laughs> I, I was not expecting that. Wow. Anyway, um, so yeah. Mother that's... Brain's so horny. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows that. <laughs> oh. Lord. Okay, so Johnny, what? So this is Wario's Bomberman? Yes, yeah. it's a mashup of Wario and Bomberman. Uh, I guess it's really more like just a sprite hack of Bomberman. Like, there's really not <laughs> a whole lot of Wario lore in this game. Um, you're playing as Wario on Bomberman stages. You know, leaving bombs, collecting power ups, mm -hmm. and all that. You're on a motorcycle, but so is Bomberman. So, like, you know, this might be the first game with Wario's, you know, motorcycle because that was, that was the whole thing that started in the WarioWare series. Right. But uh, he technically has a bicycle in this one, or motorcycle in this one. Oh, cool. Oh, wait, yeah. I'm sorry, go back. You're talking about how, like, oh, you know, Bomberman's on a motorcycle. You know, like, whatever. It's like, wait, has Bomberman ever been on a motorcycle before? Pretty rad. Before this game? I don't think so. <laughs> that's uh, so that's Johnny, just in this one. I'll tell you how I, how I got to this answer. Thanks to your incredible Super Game Boy trivia. You know you can Google, like, list of games for Super Game Boy yeah, uh, and like Wikipedia's got a like sortable list of all the features that come from a Super Game Boy. No, I did not know this. Yeah, okay, so uh, it's pretty dope, man. There's this nice table of all the games that are like compatible with Super Game Boy, and uh, there's a column, a sortable column for multi-tap, <laughs> and it's got six games in it. <laughs> uh, Bomberman Collection, Bomberman Game Boy, Bomberman Game Boy Two with the note. Uh, or no, sorry, Bomberman Game Boy has the note, same game as Wario Blast. Uh, Bomberman Game Boy 2, Jinsei Game, Pocket Puyo Soon, and Wario Blast featuring Bomberman with the note that it's the same <laughs> game as Bomberman Game Boy. Uh, I, I like that list of games. Like, so many so many Game Boy games, and they only worked out multi-tap support for three Bomberman games, a Bomberman <laughs> game that they put Wario into, a Puyo Puyo game, and some game that doesn't have a link you can click on on Wikipedia, so it's gotta be hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> Super Game Boy is a hell of a thing. And actually, real quick, one really funny thing also on this, so <laughs> on the Super Game Boy components list, you have six games that have multiplayer support via the multi-tap, and one of those games somehow does not also offer two-player support. <laughs> So it's single player or four players, and that's exactly. it. Yeah. So you can do one, you can do three, you can do four. Two, though? Mm -mm, no. Get the fuck and, out of here. 
And of course, that game is the the Puyo Puyo one. Because who would ever want to play two-player Puyo Puyo when you could play three or four-player Puyo Puyo <laughs> on a Game Boy emulated into your Super Nintendo? <laughs> what a time the '90s were, guys. I thought that. So was, anyway, sorry. I was, I've always been so fascinated by how they got multi-tap support into Game Boy games. Like that's it's just insanity. Insanity. Yeah. No, the fact that they only did it for Bomberman, basically. <laughs> <laughs> gonna come up with another use for this like wasn't there like a i don't know like an rc pro-am game for the game boy or some shit like you know is, is there any uh there's no other game boy games out there clamoring for four player support or three player support even there were i mean they just predate the super game boy right like wave race for game boy could do four players mm. yeah I was going to say, Word. wasn't there, like, Faceball, which was, like, a first-person shooter on Game Boy that had four players? Yep. Sure. Uh, but did it use the multi-tap? <laughs> I mean, clearly not, because it didn't star Bomberman and or Wario. Oh, I God. guess that's something I was not clear on until discussing this, is that it, so the multi-tap thing only comes for games that came after the invention of the Super Game Boy. You couldn't retrofit that in there. That makes that makes sense as to why there's so few. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the list, I'm like, damn, they only worked it out for those? <laughs> <laughs> but that makes much more sense. I'm so, Johnny, do you get to Smart guy play? that understands game history. <laughs> do you get to, like, choose who you play as, either Bomberman or Wario? You do, Yes. Uh, so when he plays, is there any difference between them? No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the difference is when you play as Wario, you're fighting all these little Bomberman clones, and when you play as Bomberman, you're fighting a bunch of Wario clones. Uh, which really doesn't—I don't know how they explain that part in the story at all. Uh, how Wario apparently got some kind of cloning device, and I guess he's sending his henchmen out. I don't—I don't know. I was gonna say, I like how the story is. Wario stumbles upon Bomberman land and has to fight all of these Bombermen. But on the reverse side, it's just Bomberman's hanging out and there's a shit ton of Warriors <laughs> that just show up. Like, yeah, like somehow what the it's fuck is this? Somehow it's acceptable for there to be Bomberman clones because Bomberman is something of a nondescript character. You know, he's a little you know, guy with a ball for a head, balls for hands and feet. You know, no real character about him but to have wario clones it's like oh, okay hold on <laughs> it's like no 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 one wario is too many <laughs> what you know, what are what are these other warios doing here <laughs> well, isn't, isn't bomberman technically a robot you know that's a good question i honestly don't that's a know. very good question david a question that you could probably answer better than i because i always thought he was a bombing man yeah i i don't know that he's a robot i thought he's a guy in a bomb disposal yeah. suit like the hurt locker yeah <laughs> well, because we call the Mega Man bosses like Guts Man and they're robots, right? So having man in the name isn't a good indication as whether or not he's Bomb human. Man, and he looked different. Yeah, and Mega Man, he's not a robot. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I'm looking at like Bomberman, also referred to as White Bomber. Um, he's he's I don't like that. <laughs> the player character. He's usually portrayed as heroic and cheerful. Like all Bombermen, he can generate bombs in his hands. It's like, yeah, but what is he? They stop calling him White Bomber after the Oklahoma City thing. <laughs> oh, no. Game they permanently changed two. their name. <laughs> no! like, Johnny, I know you live in Baltimore and you don't live in Oklahoma anymore, but still, too soon. I guess so. Um, 
So Johnny, this really is just a reskin of Iron Man with Wario in it. Like that—that's literally all it is. Huh? Yep, <laughs> I like it. All it Not is. sure it qualifies as a mashup, but I, I like where your head's at. <laughs> it's yeah. close enough. Go in the, yeah, exactly. It's literally close enough. I, I man. Ooh, ooh, I have it. Bombermen are robotic life forms with flat computer screen-like faces that have eyes within a squared or circular helmet. So yes, Bomberman is technically a robot. That's why they have the weird faces. <sighs> They're all uh, Arnim Zola. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they're not Nazis. They're just <laughs> or, Bombermen. Are they? But the... I, I'm not off base with that, right? Zola was had like a computer face at some point in the comics, right? Yeah, it's a robot with a computer face, but he was also a Nazi, and Palmer Man no. is not a Nazi. No, I, I would be you know willing to say, uh, apart from that, you know, previously named White Bomber, I would bet that Bomber Man's pretty anti-Nazi. <laughs> now I really want to see a cover of Captain America One, except it's Bomber Man punching out Hitler. Yeah, I, you know, I would play that. I would also play like. Speaking of Bomberman mashups, let's let's go around the horn real quick and think of characters that you would like to see in a Bomberman setting. I'll go ahead and take the anti-Nazi one. I want to see Wolfenstein Blast featuring Bomberman. Um, uh, Jesse? You said... Well, first you said it had to be a Konami game. I, did, I, I don't recall saying anything. No, I, don't like that. Oh. I don't think so. I no, I'm just saying... Any, any game that you want to see... Yeah, Castlevania Blast featuring Bomber. Bombervania. Also good. David? Uh, you know, I'm thinking about, like, the Bomberman levels of just long hallways and mazes and throwing bombs, and I kind of want to see, like, Ocarina of Time Link in a Bomberman setting. All right, oh, all right. yeah, that's a good one. Johnny? Um, I want to see Donkey Kong featuring Bomberman. Big ol' ape Why? fighting a bunch of bombermen. I like apes. You know, I think about it. I'd be okay with that. Like, but what about the special like where... barrel bomb? See, uh, oh, actually, now David, you to bring up a good point. Yeah, specialized weapons would be crucial because again, I don't think Wario did anything special besides drop his own bombs. So you know, barrel bombs would be pretty cool. I was gonna say, you know, Johnny, you would feel terrible playing as Bomberman and killing all those apes. <laughs> Just Bomberman True. versus the great apes. Yeah, would be oh, that's awful. awful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Bomberman's right. not a Nazi, but he is a colonialist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Game man. two.
I'm sorry, there was a comment in the Discord that uh, really cracked me up. <clears throat> uh, anyhow, so this is our fan request on the trivia for this game. When the director wanted to address the criticism of the previous game for the lack of length, world building, and story, they put most of the development time into the harvesting simulation. As y'all write down your answers, I do want to give a shout out to um, our requester, because this is our request, and this came from the Discord, so thank you to Mork in our Discord, who made this request. Mork, baby. Oh, I so, know request. Who's got those answers? Um, so, Johnny has drawn a rather short but fat penis. Hey. Um, Self-portrait. Don't shame. <laughs> I wasn't shaming. I was describing the penis. Johnny drew a you're fat never dick. supposed to describe the penis. And Johnny, I don't know why you're looking. 
You know, where did you get that picture? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, John and Jesse have the correct answer. This is Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. So, yeah, this is Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, um, fitting the mold of Mashup because it combines both 2D action platformers and farming simulation. Of course. Has anyone played this game? No, I've wanted to, but I just haven't. Because I asked the follow up question, David. Have I heard of this game? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been on my list. Like, I want to play it um, because it's like half farming simulator where you're supposed to like grow rice and make meals and whatnot. And then the other half is like action platformer beat em up. Um, the game involves a, a main character, Sakuna, who is like a goddess who gets disgraced and has to like live amongst mortals. So you have to kind of like learn how to grow rice and whatnot, but then eventually things get attacked. So you have to go kick ass. Um, and that's, that's the part of the game that I'm really kind of interested in is like the combat and the exploration and whatnot. I don't, I'm not really sold on the farming and apparently that's where they put a lot of the energy. Like the farming is very, very in depth. So if you've ever played Harvest Moon and just want to whoop some ass, maybe pick up Sakuna. Hmm. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, how much can you really, like, distinguish yourself from, like, other, like, fighting, you know, like, uh, beat-em-up type things with your combat? You gotta put your effort into the rice farming. Like, that's where you're really gonna set yourself apart. <laughs> well, and that's what I've... Because, like I said, I've not played it. It's I want to play it. The um, rice farming is so involved. <laughs> one of the like negative things that I've heard about this is, <laughs> goddamn Jesse, that game. Okay, cool. While you're laughing, I want to take possession of the fact that I, I believe I said rice harving instead of rice harvesting. Rice I really got to correct myself. <laughs> I'm drinking way too much tonight, guys. <laughs> I'm at rice harving. Um. <laughs> One of the, like, I was looking at reviews and whatnot, because, like, yeah, this game looks fun and whatnot, um, and apparently, like, there's no tutorials, so in in other games, like, in other things like Harvest Moon and that sort of thing, you have, like, your field and whatnot, and you get a nice little grid, and you plant your seeds and whatnot, like, there is no grid system, like, you're just given a blank plot of dirt, and, like, alright, mm. fucking go. Figure <laughs> it out. Um... And I've heard that some of the appeal is you kind of learn as the character learns, so you get that sort of connection, but also there's no tutorial. So it's like, fuck, how am I supposed to grow this rice? I, yeah, I mean, I kind of love that. Like, It's like Stardew Valley, but it's like, yeah, motherfucker, you know how to grow rice? <laughs> You're going to be in deep shit if you don't know how to grow rice around here. <laughs> like, uh, I, I can give it a shot. You're fucked. You're not going to be able to grow this rice. <laughs> Like, and and from what I'm to understand, like, the story is about this goddess who's living amongst men, so I'm sure it's supposed to teach you, like, humility and whatnot, but also at the same time, like, that's a, that's a great myth for a god to learn human ways, but I just want to play a video game. Like, I don't want you to shame me into not knowing how to grow rice. 
I, I love games that teach me humility. <laughs> you said that, I'm like, oh, ew. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's do a quick lightning round of games that teach you humility. <laughs> I mean, like, I can, I can certainly understand. <laughs> I can certainly understand the appeal of, like... A game that slowly builds up your abilities, and by the end, you're some com hyper competent badass and whatnot. I never but played Metroid, <laughs> but also, like, I just I want to whoop ass. I don't really yeah. want to farm. I mean, but you know, that's that's the point of the mashups, baby. If you want to do one or the other, you go get a different game. If you want, you know, the best of harvesting and whooping ass, you go with Sakuna. Uh, and yeah. that's one of the weird things because I was, as I was reading about it, um, you do gain experience, you do level up your stats and whatnot, but all of that comes based on the food that you eat according to the like crops that you grow. It's not from combat, so like you really need to be good about growing <laughs> rice. God, that's funny. <laughs> you really gotta focus on the rice. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. And I do yeah, love you're great. You're you're a competent swordswoman and all, that's fine, but like seriously, how's the rice? Oh crap. <laughs> and I do Not love like, going back to the trivia, like the director, they made another game and people were like, Oh, you know, it's it's not too long, it's not too difficult. So when they made this one, they're like, fuck it, put everything into the rice growing. That'll show them. Like Yeah. I, I respect the balls of that move. I'd be I'm so nervous, because, like, I manage to fuck up rice all the time. Like, I have a rice cooker, and I still fuck it up. Oh, man. I've got the rice cooker. I was going to say, Johnny, I, I didn't realize you were going to say that. Buy a fucking rice cooker. But no, if you can fuck up rice in a rice cooker, Johnny, you're broken. It's so good. <laughs> I make so much fried rice, because it's fun. You put it in the rice cooker, and then you just throw yeah. it in the frying pan, and it's amazing. Soy sauce, mm -hmm. that bitch. Oh, fucking yeah. Just crack an egg, baby. Yes. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's not even cooking the rice. You have to grow the rice. Yeah, okay, so Johnny, yeah, you really suck. If you can't cook rice, God help you if it comes to growing rice. Oh, God, you know, no, you're I, out. Can you, like, can can't you go die? To, can't, you go don't... To Big Lots and, can't go to Big Lots and buy a fucking <laughs> rice grower. You're going to have to learn to grow that shit yourself. Yeah, so, Dave, like, I, I'm, I am curious about how in-depth this rice growing is. Like, you have to, like, select seeds or something or, like, you know, prepare the land a certain way. Do you have to worry about seasons? It mm. does seem like super involved because you can grow like different kinds of rice. Um, like I was reading, because you have to White, make meals and brown. whatnot. And White. I was, I was reading something where apparently you <laughs> can intentionally fuck up your meals, <laughs> and like you can gain bare minimum stats if you just put hot water. It'll like the game will just give you like, okay, all you did was try to cook water. Have a dumpling. So, oh, okay. <laughs> you you can level your stats to the bare minimum by doing absolutely nothing. Just by drinking some water. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I, I thought you. I thought my understanding was like you you fuck it up by using hot water as opposed to like boiling water or like you know, cold water. Like you don't soak the rice or something. Like yeah, I, I'm worried about how much of this game is about rice. Now. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, it's it feels the title, weird. John. Yeah, so, I know. It's going to be a lot. I mean, that's why, like, I, I have not played this game because I thought it was going to be 50 50 
farm sim and beat em up and it seems to be more like 75 25 farm sim mm. beat em up it's like yeah, i don't know david you just don't eat rice <laughs> like if this was a like a chicago style pizza and <laughs> then like, yes. you'd be all over it a pizza you, and ruin you yeah. play an ancient japanese goddess who must grow deep dish pizza oh, God, in the field <laughs> She has to harvest mozzarella sticks. David's in. That was God. That, that was my favorite field trip as a kid. Was when we took that field trip out to that pizza farm. <laughs> yes, the Florida pizza farm. Yeah. Like this how to inseminate a cow. Stop, Dave, why is Florida the insane part of that? Pizza farm oh, in that man. climate? No way. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, you would think that Florida would be able to grow good pizza. We got a lot of New Yorkers that come down here, but they come here to retire. They don't here come here to toil in the pizza fields. No, they just come down to Florida to work. They just come down to Florida to bitch about how the pizza's not as good. <laughs> what are you talking well, about? Well, no. They, what they do is they make New York level money, and then they come to Florida where it spins a lot further. And yeah, they don't feel like growing pizza anymore. That's just life. So, mm. anyway, um, yeah. Uh, Hmm. So, David, what, what what game, what version of this would you play? Like, what what would say, it take? I would actually really get into a sock in a sequel if instead of being a rice grower, you become she a baker. So, like, you have to grow the wheat and then make a shit ton of pastries and then fight monsters. I'd be okay. into that. Ooh, yeah. Idea I like it. for a sequel. Hmm. So, in the first one, you're a rice grower. The second one, you become a salesperson and you become a rice shower. God damn it. <laughs> Johnny's trying to find out how this could be more of his game. <laughs> Got real shower energy. <laughs> so then, uh, you have a fire, Johnny. And then the third game. It was good. That was good. Game you take three. all the... Okay. <laughs> no, it's hilarious! Don't, don't cut him off! <laughs> no, Dave, Dave, what happens in the third game? I was going to say, at the third game, you take all of the bags of rice, throw it in a river, and become the rice flower. Okay, well, that wasn't worth sticking around for. <laughs> yeah, guys. look sorry. what you did. You, we could have stopped that, but nope. What about <laughs> yeah. the fourth game? It's even better now. Yeah, the, the rice... Glower, he makes it like radioactive. Oh. All right, guys, hold on, guys. Before we go, okay, I'm not feeling like it's worth talking about the the fifth game in the series. The rice New mower. New rice would be awesome. Well, it's part. It's half rice growing sim and half Major League Baseball with King Griffey Jr.'s rice thrower. Okay, that's, I'm on board again. Game. Maybe I should have gone with football. Sacks game. of rice. Yeah, try to hit baseballs <laughs> that are made of rice. <laughs> Yeah, let's just... Jerry let's just Rice! Fuck! I, I really should have said right football. There, right there, Jerry Rice! You should have said wedding planning sim. It was right there, Jerry! <laughs> Damn it, Jerry! Game three. <laughs>
All right, guys. So this game takes place in a variant of the main world derived from the bad ending of the original game. Alrighty, guys, who's uh, who's feeling good hearing those tunes? Great. I'm feeling very good. Good, good. Let's uh, see those answers then. Uh huh. Johnny said some Kingdom Hearts game, and he's sadly incorrect. Uh, Jesse and David both have the correct answer of Dragon Quest Builders. Yes, Dragon Quest Builders. Mm-hmm. What a game it was. Is? Could be? I don't know. Um, Jesse or uh, David? I know, David, you got into Dragon Quest in the last couple of years. Did you play, uh, play this Dragon Quest Builders? I have not, but I feel like I should. Because it's, it's basically Dragon Quest plus Minecraft, as I understand. Yes. That is how I'm using it for this theme. It is a dragon quest minecraft game you you take a jrpg and for some reason you have to build everything out of blocks um i believe that for some reason is because minecraft is very popular and dragon quest was like hey how can we get some of that sweet sweet minecraft money they uh decided hey how about a dragon quest game where you have to build a bunch of shit just like in minecraft and uh, here we have it dragon quest builders jesse have you played uh, dqb I've played the sequel. Uh, DQB2. Yeah, it's actually pretty fun. Um, the only thing is, once you get enough people in your town, they start wanting you to build a bunch of shit, and it's like, I want to go on adventure and stuff. I, don't, I mean, yeah. I know Dragon Quest Builders and all, but, right. like, but it's it's still pretty cool. Um, has a neat look to it. The monsters are all cool looking. Um, it's and the music is decent. It's the music is perfectly fine. It has uh, a whole Dragon Quest music. 
you know, it's... And let us not speak any more of the music. So, See, anyway, so... guys, I, I gotta say, I picked this with the intention of not saying very much about the composer of Dragon Quest, yeah. and I don't want to make it all about talking about we've, the composer of Dragon Quest. We've talked about enough shit in this episode. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> here's what I'll say. I was listening to uh, you know fellow video, uh, video game music podcast, Rhythm and Pixels, and they recently did an episode uh, about... You know, and the title of the episode was The Music of Koichi Sugiyama. And they acknowledged that they weren't going to say very much about the man. And they really just wanted to play some of the music. And that it's okay, in some cases, to separate the art from the artist. I will give them that. It is definitely okay to separate the art from the artist once that miserable old motherfucker is dead. And there is no financial benefit to separating the art from the artist. I am honoring Koichi Sugiyama this week in the best way I know how, by sharing his orchestral music for free with people on the internet. That is how I'm honoring that fucking guy. <laughs> like, what perfectly fine music that man made. Um, but man, oh man, let us speak no more of that sad, sad, awful old man. Um, I do. His Dragon Quest music, it's, it's cool. It's perfectly fine orchestral music. I, you know, I like it. It I sounds do nice. want to play this game just because, like, one of the reasons I've been hesitant to play Minecraft is because it, it seems too open for me. Like, you can go anywhere, build anything, and I just feel like I would be lost. But, well, like, adding in, like, here's an adventure go fight a dragon like okay i have a goal to move towards i could get into this right yeah i mean honestly that kind of does sound appealing like you know there are many things about this game that i find appealing one it's cute yeah. two it's kind of like minecraft but you get to go around and fight monsters in more like a dragon quest setting and there's rpg quests um, that's pretty much it. That's, I mean, I think that's really the selling points. Like, it's a cute Dragon Quest Minecraft. <laughs> it looks really, cu really cute, and seems pretty fun. Like, um, I don't know. You know I, I, I don't really have much to say about it. it. You know, I say it appeals to me. It appeals to me on like an aesthetic level. Like, I, I think it's cool. I would like to see what you know people do with it. Get creative, build some big stuff, or build up nice looking towns and stuff. But like, knowing me. And my time for games these days, this isn't in the cards. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, because you got to build stuff in order to progress the game, which is all well and good. But then, like, you know, eventually, obviously, you're going to beat the game at some point, and then you're just going to be building stuff. And I'm like, you know, I just don't really, I don't know if I have time for a big, crazy sandbox right now. But for the people that do, this does seem like kind of an appealing Dragon Quest theme sandbox. I like it. Is that, have I got it right, Jesse? Yeah. I, I believe if you were to jump in, um, I would go ahead and just jump to two, like, because there's a lot of, you know, quality of life improvements they made in it. And it, cool. you know, looks a little better, plays a little better. Um, and like the story isn't all that important. Like it is cool. It's like in an alternate uh, universe. Yeah. Like in two, um, you're not allowed. It's the the story in two is ridiculous. It's like people aren't supposed to build things. Monsters control the world, mm. and like if they see you building stuff, they can attack you, which is really a sit. Like, how do people live? Like, there's like little towns of people, but yeah, what are they supposed to do? It's just it's sleep really outside yeah. and deal with it. 
never build anything. I do like the uh, the connection to the original Dragon Quest in this first one. Like, um, that seemed to spark David's you know knowledge of exactly what this was. David, do you know like how this game, the setup for the game? Yeah, because I and when I when I played through Dragon Quest one and I got to that point, I was I was so close to trying it. But like there comes a point where you meet like the final evil boss and whatnot, and he asks you like to join him and it gives you the prompt of like yes or no, and you're supposed to say no and that triggers the boss fight and you beat him and restore peace to the land, etc. But you can actually say yes, and then the game just kind of ends with the world ending. Mm-hmm. Um and apparently Dragon Quest Builders, like I remember reading that it takes place in the version where the hero was like, yeah, fuck the world. Right. That's pretty much right. Um, and apparently there, I guess there are like variants and more re-releases of Dragon Quest and stuff where it's like, uh, you say yes to the Dragon Lord and give him like a shitty weapon. He's like, <laughs> what the, f-? like, he says like, oh, you know, present me with the weapon as a sign of good faith that you, you know, that you're not going to fight me and you give him you know, your sword. And if it's like a bad weapon, he's like, you're going to fight me with this piece of shit? Okay, whatever. I'm taking over the world. Game over, bitch. Bye. And then like uh, this one more specifically, if you say yes to him, he's like, all right, yeah, give me the blade. Show me that, you know, we're on the same team. You give him like the fucking, you know, sick ass tricked out sword. He's like, oh, damn, this is a really nice sword. You probably could have killed me with this thing. But hey, I'm a man of my word. You and I rule this kingdom now. But, oh, guess what? It's like a King Solomon type thing. I'm cutting the kingdom in half. You get the wasteland, and I get the good shit. <laughs> like, you get the blackest pit and the dankest dungeons, and uh, that's your land. I'm a man of my word. Boom. See you later. <laughs> it's like, damn, that's a good, bad ending. <laughs> like, I'm a man of my word, but also, fuck you. Exactly. You know, Joker-esque, as, as it would seem. But, uh, yeah, so this game takes place in, like, the darkened world where it's like, yeah, you got you got the shitty version of the world. Um, you should probably build it back up, huh? You should probably make it nice. And, you know, put up some buildings. Build, you know, make some curtains and shit. Make this place look nice. But it uh, it seems fun. And, again, that's, that's my takeaways from it. Fun, cute. That's pretty much what I got here. <laughs> like, interesting mashup of... Uh, of franchises, you know, because my question actually was, and I don't expect any of you guys to have an answer for this. Is Minecraft a, a thing in Japan? Is it popular in Japan? Well, that's what I thought was so hmm. weird when you were like, Dragon Quest was looking at Minecraft like, we need to get some of that money. It's like, really? Dragon Quest was thinking we need to get money? Like, I think they're, they're doing pretty good. I think, I mean, that's the thing. They're they're like a big franchise. I, I think, you know, uh, I don't know, David. You know, the the big guys that get the money, they they seem to want to continue to get the money. That's uh, what I've learned in my lifetime about the mega rich, um, about major like, Japanese corporations, and not even Japanese. Uh, you know, I, I, actually, it could be more of a specifically American thing. But it seems to me that no money is enough money for uh, people with money. And so, yeah, <laughs> Dragon Quest being like, hey, you know, you gotta. Yeah, you got a nice looking block building game there and you're making a lot of money. We're already making a lot of money. What if we did what you're doing and make a lot of money? Hmm. It's a good idea, quite frankly. Good business. Give, give, give this man promotion. Yeah. <laughs> Promote that guy. Ooh, I mean, I don't know, the, the, you know, the guy making, that made Minecraft. <laughs> we're making a lot of money. 
if only there was a way we could make more money like yeah that's that's a brilliant strategy apropos of nothing i do want to take a moment to mention patreon.com slash game that tune mm-hmm you know guys we are not yet mega rich you guys do get return on your investment when you give us money <laughs> um but yeah pretty uh, soon you'll get minecraft game that tune edition Mm -hmm. oh god it would be good actually that's a good question uh so we'll go around the horn real quick what is a game that you would like to see a builder's version of what's a what's a world that should you know or a game series that should have its own blocky uh dragon quest builders-esque version of it jesse go Bomberman. Okay. Because then you could just blow it up too. That's true. Up you street. could build the arenas and, and blow up the blow arenas. Blow it up with fun little voxels. Oh yeah. Johnny, what are you thinking, man? Donkey Kong. <laughs> I, okay. I just Don like going really do. I yeah, just do really blocks. like Donkey Kong. <laughs> He's a cool dude. David, what are you thinking, man? I'm kind of thinking and. I didn't intend for this to be like throwbacks to the last conversation, but a Minecraft Castlevania where you could like build your own castle and add blocky monsters. And you could put mm -hmm. meat in the walls. Exactly. Oh, you could hide so much meat in those walls. Um, <laughs> That's what I said about my ex. Supposed to be left uncommented upon. Nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my answer in uh, in honor of the 20th anniversary of Grand Theft Auto 3, I would say uh, Grand Theft Auto Builders. Oh my build God. Your own city, <laughs> and then fucking destroy it. You could build a car to steal. And, yeah, you know, build some hookers to kill. You know, <laughs> I was say build a hut, take a hooker inside, kill them. Yeah. yeah, wall I, them up inside, baby. I feel Lose like if, those warrants. I feel like if you're the one that built the car, that's not really stealing. <laughs> it's just your car. Well, you well yeah, no, that's the whole thing. You gotta, you gotta build everything and then eventually steal from yourself. It's, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Dragon Quest Builders. Uh, you know, fun game. Uh, sequel probably better. Uh, you know, good, nice orchestral music. Um... And that, yeah, and I do love that this game had the actual orchestral versions of the music. No, uh, no shitty uh, Dragon Quest XI-esque dealings in this one. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to share that orchestral music with you guys, since the guy that made it is dead. Makes me feel really good. Um, that's pretty much what I got, guys. Yeah, you know, what a what a lovely game. Uh, you know, rest in peace. No, no, not at all. <laughs> RH. I, I hope he is sitting in hell being raped by the devil. Damn! Whoa! <laughs> hot take. Is this maybe the most oh. appropriate use of the hot take button ever? <laughs> is this the first time that we wished rape on somebody on GTC? Satanic rape upon a dead Japanese. It's man. actually from an old SNL sketch where Norm MacDonald oh. was playing um, Charlton Heston on Inside true? the Actors Studio and like he was talking about like why he hated James Lipton and whatnot 
And then the final question of like, what do you hope God says to you at the pearly gates? Like, well, I hope God says, don't worry, James Lipton's in hell being raped by the devil. Okay, good. I was so worried that that was just you going off the dome for a second. I'm like, David, God. <laughs> yeah. Again, redefining hot take. <laughs> it was either that or the little Nicky reference hot. of the devil shoving a pineapple up his ass. Hot take, we're like, hot take this dick. <laughs> what I meant, Giles. Hanging all the lampshades. Someone, <laughs> someone please take that quote out for the next free play jingle.
All right. Um, in this RPG, the only way you can open chests is by throwing a dodgeball at it. gentlemen let's see some answers oh, oh. everyone says dodgeball academia everyone is correct this is dodgeball academia a uh, dodgeball role-playing game have uh, any of you guys heard of this game <laughs> Not Let's until just jump this straight moment. to that question. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I have a question though. Since yeah. it is a dodgeball RPG, do you pick your party on like a an alternating way? So eventually you get stuck with like the loser nerd dodgeball person? David, it's okay to say that David. <laughs> yeah. Do you get do you get stuck with me in your party? God, that's a good idea. Well, <laughs> well, basically, you're like an an outcast at this school, of course. Um, this dodgeball school, you know, a school just for dodgeball. Uh-huh. And, um, so are you big boy or are you Andre 3000? No, um, you're neither of those guys. Um, oh. But you do get a uh, special power that allows you to, like, charge up the ball and 
it catches on fire. And then when you hit the person, they uh, catch on fire, which is really good. And they do damage over time. So um, you're, you're Gambit. Who's uh, you're playing no, as? No, because this Gambit is different. He uh, charges the things with kinetic energy and it just explodes. It's not fire. Uh, I was going to say, Gambit doesn't set things on yeah. fire. He changes potential energy to kinetic energy. Yeah. Learn physics, Johnny. Yeah, jeez, John. Learn and read Newtons. the X-Men, for Christ's sakes. Jeez. Yeah. Read the X-Men, won't share. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Anyways... I thought it was actually a pretty good one. I mean, seriously, like, yeah. <laughs> picture Gambit playing dodgeball. It's a, I would it's be, a fucking... He would, he would fucking dodgeball, man. He'd get picked first every time because he <laughs> could just hold the dodgeball, turn it into an explosive, <laughs> and just sling that thing and like, kill the kids. Well, the would... only thing is, like, he would get picked for dodgeball first every time. It's like, yeah, because he's got 25 years on everyone else playing. Well, even Which... teenage Gambit, John, or David, just picture fucking Gambit in middle school. Like, picture, okay, just ba basically you, but you're actually Gambit. He's Gambit. <laughs> yeah, like, John, I picture that every day of my life. That was that's, called all of middle school. I was trying to be that fucking cool. That's called David's that, vision board. Yeah, you had that thing holding your hair up. You had that sick-ass duster, and no oh. one thought it was cool. That's I why did. I came to school wearing, like, pink and steel boots and wearing a head sock that pushed my hair up. <laughs> David tried so hard. Most share. David tried so hard to get picked first for Todd Fall. <laughs> He became on, guys. Got, got dressed out for PE and came out dressed as Gambit. <laughs> Everybody else is wearing fucking athletic shorts and like shirts with their names and permanent marker, and you roll out dressed as Gambit. And a brown duster with a bow staff. <laughs> and a I'm still picking Alexis. I'm not taking David. <laughs> God damn it, guys! <laughs> God damn it, my shares. Yeah. Damn it, Mona Me. See you, Mona Share. There's always gators in the bayou. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Coach Tinsley, tell them to pick me. <laughs> I spent like an hour dyeing my hair red. Do you, you know, know how long to get these contacts in? in? <laughs> Oh my god, oh, you, go, you go to the showers. I dressed my dog up like Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not want to get into the implications of that statement. Well, you can't touch her anyway, so it's not going to be that bad. Man, I really just want to cast the middle school, like us in middle school, with fuck it, as like the X Men now. Like, <laughs> which one we all be? Like, Johnny would be Beast. Mm. Um, fuck, I don't know who I'd be. I would say I hadn't hit my growth spurt yet, so maybe I could sneak in as Wolverine, but realistically, I feel like I'd, I don't know, end up being Colossus or some shit. <laughs> Who Jesse, sissy you know, how about you in middle school? Which of the X-Men was a long-haired sissy? <laughs> Sabretooth? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I could so You could be, be an evil never mutant a too. member of the X-Men? Like, no. I know Magneto was, but did Sabretooth join? Okay, fine, yeah. Let's go with Magneto, the long-haired sissy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. 
doesn't ever fight anybody. He just uses magnetic fields. He's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's not made out of metal? Dodgeballs. Yeah. <laughs> He's the worst dodgeball player. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a really funny idea. <laughs> Magneto in middle school fucking losing at dodgeball constantly. <laughs> He never throws the dodgeballs back. He just magnetically bends the basketball hoop down to reflect them all. Mm -hmm. No, actually, uh, Jesse, Angel might be a good one for you. Oh, yeah, Angel would be okay. I yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think and of then, and then when I grow up, X-Men. Then when I grow up, uh, I could become Archangel and mm-hmm. really kick ass. Hell yeah. I thought Archangel was cool for a little while. Yeah, he was a badass. One of the four yeah. horses. Anyway. Uh, so Dodgeball Academia does not have the X-Men in it. No, but, um... um do, it, though you should answer David's question. Do you eventually have to pick a fucking, like, a scrawny little nerd like David to be on your dodgeball team? Yeah, basically, basically your team is a bunch of rejects. <laughs> like, uh... Hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. Oh, we've <laughs> all been there. We've all been the rejects. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, you get, you know, the good kids left on the dodgeball team with us. You get the, um... The kid whose head is shaped like a balloon, and his name is Balloony. Um, so you get him on the team. Um, Terrible dodgeball player. <laughs> I think you get this like weird, creepy girl that hangs around in graveyards all the time. Um, so is it like dodgeball meets My Hero Academia? You know. Hold on, dude. No, not Who gave really. you that idea? <laughs> Just Academia, probably. <laughs> it's it's more akin to. Uh, Pokemon in a way because like um, whenever you like go up to the like the, uh, some people they just walk over to you like in Pokemon and they're like I'm challenging you to a dodgeball match and then it plays this like uh, Pokemon like the pull away music and then the music starts honestly I was yeah Pokemon during that second song is like okay so that was the trainer like yeah your eyes met and you have to go into the battle type thing yeah well done game evoking that thought in my brain and then it plays a lot like super dodgeball on the nes um with you know the power-ups like you know you can uh catch the ball and throw it back but like the enemies have different moves too like they can throw it slower or or make the ball like i thought i played against this one guy who could make the ball just disappear and reappear other places on the court and that was really fucking with me um because you go to like grab it and then it disappears and then it shows up behind you and hits you and you're like, well, like fuck was he you. was he Nightcrawler? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of an X Men with like portal powers. Um, well, Nightcrawler would teleports himself and he right. would, that would make yeah, him he, go across the line, which would he would be, definitely get out by crossing yeah. the line. That's true. So, but okay, so they play by the strange rules that I've never really heard of, where when you're eliminated. You get to go onto the um, outside of the court, but on the other team's side. Whoa, so, you've never heard of those rules? This really? is the way that me and Johnny and David played that. Yeah, okay, maybe. I didn't know. Yeah. In-ball, motherfucker. That's a classic. Yeah, so basically you can, you know, still get outed by uh, people who are eliminated. And it's I was outed a number of times in middle school. It was so, uh, savage. Um, yeah, man, in-ball. Guys, you know, do you want to share some in-ball memories real quick? I mean, do you have any like glorious in-ball memories? 
No. <laughs> John, what about my life makes you think I have any glorious memories like, don't about you, Don't sports? you have like some memory of being like trapped on that dodgeball court up against all the odds and like doing something rad as shit? No. <laughs> Why would I have yet. memories about being trapped? <sighs> yeah, fine. I guess it's just me. But yeah, so you know, we were playing in ball. I was the last guy left on on our side. There's balls behind me, balls in front of me. You know, I'm up <laughs> against it. And, you know, the only strategy really at that point is to kind of hug the line, hug the side of the, the court and try and like run between and dodge the balls and maybe get lucky and pick one up off the ground. Fucking, you know, I start sprinting across the court. Guy throws it from, you know, the on the court. I catch that bitch sliding on my knees. I get down to the ground. I catch that bitch. And I'm feeling so good about myself because I'm about to pop up and like take out another guy and I get beamed in the back of the fucking head. <laughs> and fall flat on my face <laughs> and the game is over <laughs> like i got nailed <laughs> I was, you know i was feeling so slick i slid i caught it i was making that move and then i boom got just hit in the fucking head and my memory of it is like very platoon-esque i felt like i died that day in front of everyone <laughs> back and to the left it was dope back and to the left mm -hmm. what a time it was Anyway, yeah, this uh, this game sounds great. Yeah. It's super cool. It's uh, definitely worth checking out. It's on Game Pass. Um, I think it's on other systems. Um, but it's it's a real cool. Like I'm, I like the sports role playing game that happens occasionally. Like there's a, a good soccer one. Um, this volleyball or this dodgeball one's really good. This needs right. to be more sport role playing games because. I'm a nerd who likes sports and role-playing games, so put them together for me. It, I mean, it only makes sense. Like, that's the thing. I almost felt like we should have said at the beginning of this, like, maybe something plus role-playing game doesn't quite qualify for the show this time, because, man, RPGs are just, you know, infiltrating all, like, even even mainstream sports games have RPG elements in them at this point. So, yeah, yeah, like, pretty much. It's, uh... It almost wouldn't feel like a mashup if you chose like Madden, you know, 22 or whatever. But you know, I would have, I would have accepted it because we never clarified it. But sports RPG, the indie sports RPG, you know, uh, in particular, I like. You know, I haven't been a big fan of those recent like FIFA games where it's like, all right, yeah, you played that game. Now you gotta simulate your way through the calendar and like do some drills to like up your skills. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I don't want it. I don't want to do that at all. I just want to pretend that my face is on a guy playing for like a really good British soccer team. I don't want I don't actually want to do an RPG of this. I don't want to learn to dribble. <laughs> like, no, 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 we're not doing that. So this sounds much better. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, cartoon dodgeball RPG. Let's just uh, you know relive those middle school uh, days with some better outcomes. I'm uh, in favor of that. Nobody but me wants to share actual middle school memories. <laughs> no, they I, were all horrible. I got <laughs> people put gum in my hair and and fucked with me through middle school. Called there was this guy Shane Pageant who would sit behind me and he'd always and, call me, "Hey girl, hey girl, you're a girl, hey girl, hey look at this girl, oh he's a girl, oh girl, 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 girl." I'm like fuck. And yeah. then I met this dude. Uh, he was uh, a middle school kid with facial hair. His name was, you know, David Fleming. <laughs> no, no, but uh, Brent, and he always had my back, and he became like my bodyguard for middle school. That's was, dope. That's pretty cool. He was your Kevin Costner. You were Whitney Houston. Exactly. Yeah. 
What? Yeah, people in middle school were so creative with their insults, man. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Sorry. What I want to know is I want to go around the horn and know everybody's um, like top X-Man uh, dodgeball pick and like last X-Man dodgeball pick. The, the answer for everybody is Gambit. <laughs> for both, Not necessarily. First day no, last. My, my top pick would be Nightcrawler because you will never hit him with a dodgeball. Ooh. That's true. Yes. And it, but yeah, if he tried to sneak behind you, he would land on the other side of the court and get himself out. But no, you can you could never as a team. Uh, so Johnny, you're saying you want to play as this guy or have him as your teammate? Who you're who you're picking for your teammate? And again, okay. I want your worst and your your you're, best and your worst, your first and your last. Okay, yeah, you're the team captain and you're picking the X Men for your dodgeball team yeah. first and last. Jesse, go. Uh, my best pick is fucking Kitty Pride, because you're not gonna fucking hit her. Mm-hmm. It falls right through the floor, baby. <laughs> and then my worst pick would be like uh Can it be X-Men adjacent? Sure. Like, can I take I'm not from, from the Alright. From the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants Blob. No. Okay. David, my, go. My worst pick. Um my best pick would be Nightcrawler. Because he'll just teleport out of the way. And my worst pick would be Colossus. Because he is a huge target. And once he goes metal, he probably moves a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. Johnny, do you want to go before me? Uh, yeah, my, my first pick would probably be Juggernaut. And my worst pick would also be Juggernaut. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Johnny, you got them all crossed up. What are you doing? <laughs> So, you know, damn, Jesse actually stole my first pick. My first pick would be the blob. Because <laughs> based on true-to-life experience, if you're playing dodgeball with, like, a really fat, absorbent middle schooler and they know how to play dodgeball and they're really competitive, they're going to absorb every hit. Like, if somebody tries to throw the ball at the blob, He's just going to take the hit in his stomach and catch it, yeah. and they're out every time. I didn't time. Even think about that. Yeah, he, he is a hyper-defensive yeah. uh, yeah. fucking dodgeball player. And my worst pick would be Juggernaut, because he's enormous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and with the dodgeball court, he can't move. He can't get going. So, like, he's just kind of standing there like... Uh, People yeah. would throw dodgeballs at him, and he'd just charge through them. It's like, no, you're constantly getting hit. Yeah, you're still Please getting hit, down. Juggernaut. Yeah. Oh, you got my head. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, God, this game should be X-Men dodgeball, but I'm happy that it's just, you know, anime dodgeball RPG. It sounds really fucking good. <sighs> Jesse, anything else on this nope. delightful game that's brought back so many great memories? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, for good. you, our memories were shit. Yeah. Even my good memory was a memory of me getting hit in the head with a dodgeball. <laughs> middle school what wasn't all that great. Middle school. It felt it so sucked. cool to get kicked, like, beaten the head in such a fun way. <sighs> Game five. <laughs>
was that the end of the second song? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. My screen froze, so I just wanted to make sure. Um, the game's heroine will occasionally allude to her world-renowned but long-lost adventurer Uncle Henry. This is a reference to the protagonist of a puzzle platformer game made by the same team. Who's got those guesses slash answers ready? Me. Yeah. <laughs> so Johnny says some Kingdom Hearts game. Very close. Uh, wrong with John, you, John? <laughs> uh, John and Jesse both have the correct answer. This is Monster Tale. Yeah, I, I didn't want to... Um, give it away because uh, the referenced uncle is Henry Hatsworth from the puzzling adventures of Henry Hatsworth um, love that the same guy developers. <laughs> oh um, man Henry Hatsworth let's talk about what a fella he is uh, no let's talk about Monster <laughs> Tale if you want to hear our thoughts on Henry Hatsworth go find the uh, episode of Game That Tune Gems where I speculate wildly about the personal life of Henry Hatsworth and his puzzling adventures. Man, that guy time that was. could dodge the hell out of a ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless he, he didn't he want to. A, he was an unconfirmed bachelor in the Victorian era. 
<laughs> Aren't we all? I love Henry Hesworth. <laughs> I, um, I mean, we don't really need to get into it, but my headcanon of him being some jet-setting dandy <laughs> yeah, that goes around the world solving puzzles and doing platform challenges really works for me, and I wish they had made it more of a series. Ugh. What they did do was make somewhat of a spiritual sequel in Monster Tale, because uh, this game also combined an a 2D action platformer with a different genre, uh, which was the like Tamagotchi pet simulator racing type game. Oh uh, no, this looks cool. Because this is a I mean, game that's... that I've. <laughs> it looks I'm... cool, but no, those genres. I don't want those together at all. <laughs> This is, this is a game that I've had in my back pocket for a while because I did play this game and I did really enjoy it. And last week when I was coming up with a theme, I thought, you know, maybe we should come up with mashups so I can I can finally bring this game onto the show. Um, so that was my thought process last week when I came up with this theme. Um, but this game was really fun. It was a DS game and it used the dual screens because... The game stars a like a young girl named Ellie who gets transported magically to a realm of monsters and she runs into like other kids with monsters and she befriends a monster named Chomp and Chomp kind of like takes over the bottom screen and you find items and food that you give to Chomp so on the bottom screen you kind of like support him and make sure that he's eating and it has that like tamagotchi style thing and then the top screen is you as ellie exploring the world and whatnot and at any time you can push the x button i think it is and you can bring chomp up to the top screen and he'll help you as you like fight monsters and stuff okay so that's cool that's that's more of something i sound interested in so it's not when you say tamagotchi type thing like your ds isn't always on and like your monster isn't like in there like pooping and needing to be fed at all hours right right it's just kind of like it has that same kind of like pet simulator take care of your monster on the bottom screen but also you can call him up to like fucking fight okay but like if you go away from your DS for a few days and come back without feeding or letting your monster poop, he's not dead and you haven't lost the game, right? No, the game does not run constantly. Good. Very good to know. Okay, because that was what was concerning me. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's a, a DS like game that's running 24-7 and, you know, God, how unsettling would it be to go to bed and hear your DS like, you see that little light go on, like the DS is getting an internet update or some shit, and then, you know, it turns out it's just a monster taking a shit you gotta clean it up. Like, <laughs> really, it's just your monster companion dying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please, father. <laughs> oh, no. There's so much poop. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be cleaned. <laughs> I can't breathe. Uh, I mean, um, how many? We've all been there with the Tamagotchi, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, for they sure. They all died. They're all dead, right? Like, <laughs> They're all dead. Episode how do you four. feel if you're that company that created Tamagotchi, knowing that all of them are dead now? <laughs> Fine. Yeah. You created all these digital lives, and now they're all dead in the landfill somewhere. Yeah. How do you ocean. feel? Yeah, there's a giant mass of Tamagotchis in the Pacific Ocean, just all dead. Oh man, that's, that's a great cut to delete a scene from Ralph Breaks the Internet. 
Where they find all the dead Tamagotchis. Oh, yep. Where did that fucking come from? Like, <laughs> I, I'm down to discuss Wreck-It Ralph at any time, but it's just like, yeah, and Ralph breaks the internet. Like, wait, what? Yeah, he goes to the Pacific Ocean and finds a bunch of dead Tamagotchis. <laughs> it's, it's Johnny's brain, man. You know, sometimes I think I have the strangest brain on the show, but you know, Johnny, Not when he talks, proves, Johnny proves, proves us all wrong. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, so yeah, this was a this was a really fun game. They're apparently <laughs> remake. They were supposed to remake it for the 3DS, and then that mm. never happened. Mm. And oh. then they announced that they're remaking it for modern consoles. But that announcement came out in January, hmm. and they haven't really said anything since. Um, all right, all right. But I'm hoping that they. Yeah. I'm hoping that they bring it back because it was a fun game. I'm not sure how it will work without the dual screens, but um, I definitely like want this game to kind of continue. And um, one thing... Go ahead, John. I was going to say, maybe they're figuring out a way to get us all to use like our We Fit You like uh, strap-on meters. Like, you know, <laughs> you're going to have the monster living in like your little uh, pocket like tracker. And that's going to somehow coordinate with the switch again. They're going to go after that crowd, or you know, you're just going to have to leave your switch on all the time, so that the monster can bother you Shit at night. Die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the ultimate purpose of the Tamagotchi, like you know, just telling you it's hungry, and then you neglect it, and it shits and dies. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's why Furby beat Tamagotchi. <laughs> In terms of like you know the '90s like Christmas you know craze toys, the Furby oh. was incapable of dying and shitting. <laughs> That's why people loved it. That's what you think. They were creeped out by it otherwise, but it's like okay, well you know this thing's horrifying, but it doesn't yeah. die and shit. It so, like... <laughs> like it dies before it shits. <laughs> this is a horrible abomination, but at least it hasn't shit itself and died. So it's got that going for it. Mm-hmm. Pretty cute. <laughs> that was my main um, beef with Tamagotchi was the incontinence. They yeah. fixed that with Furby. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were particularly cute. All they did was shit. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, but, yeah, I no, I, have... a, a remake of this announced in January sounds nice. I've gone longer without news about something, so I wouldn't rule it out. I would like to see it happen for you, David. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have a segue to this next point, but I definitely wanted to bring it up. Um, I do remember reading an interview. I think it was actually in Nintendo Power where like one of the developers was talking because um, the game does star this young girl, Ellie. She's like nine or ten years old. And apparently the publisher was like really pushing back on that. It's like, oh, are you sure you want to make it a girl? Like, don't you want to make it like a boy? And they're like, no, fuck that. It's it's going to be like this cool like female character. It's like, all right, cool, cool. That's fine. That's fine. But don't you want to make her like 18 and like show her? Her midriff and sex her up a little. And they're like, no, fuck it. She's just like a young girl who finds a monster world. Like, Don't you want to jerk apparently off they were game? trying to like. Right. The publishers were like really trying to like change the main character to be like this more like sexual teenage character, and they're like, no, she's just a little girl who finds a monster world. And I 
I honestly respect that, that they had a vision and they stuck with it. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, in the face of all the horrifying Rule 34, they stuck by their guns. Like, that's the thing. The, the publisher was trying to save them horrifying creepiness in the inevitable internet fan art. And, mm. you know, it's like, hey, shouldn't we make this character like 17, 18? No, it's going to be a, a cute little girl with a cool monster. And now if you go on Rule 34, there's horrifying pornography of a monster and a little girl. And... You know, the publisher sticking to their guns. I appreciate their artistic vision. I truly do. In the face of what the internet will do to something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, it takes uh, it takes a real idealist to be able to fucking stand up to the internet and just be like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. This is what our game is. <laughs> like, I, anyway, I respect the hell out of it, man. Not even joking. Um, for the record, I did just check to see if there is Rule 34 of their scheme. There was one image, and it is of the monster with a giant penis. Oh, okay. So the girl That's is fine. safe. That's Woo. fine. Yeah. All yeah. fine. Perfectly yeah. fine. Nothing wrong with Better that. Than fine. It's probably from the uh, new developer. Perfectly healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um... If somebody else wants to post that to the Discord, by all means. Nope. just concept art for the new remake. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I appreciate and I respect, you know, game developers, especially in the DS era, who were like, you know what? No, this is our character. We're going to stick with it. Like, yes, I'm sure um, Ashley Robbins from Trace Memory, like, they probably could have made her a sexy teenager. But it's like, no, she's just a teenage girl. Go with it. Like, mm -hmm. someone's yeah, bound to find it sexual. It's it's a fun, like sort of metroidvania style platformer but then you have this monster that you're raising and as you raise it it gets different forms so there are elemental forms that will help you out in different encounters and it was a really fun little game i like it david i like it a lot yeah and yeah i um i definitely thought up this theme last week uh keeping this game in my mind I'm glad you held on to it for so long. I'm sorry that whatever uh, you know, Game That Tune Gems episode should have covered it didn't cover it. This is uh, you know why you shouldn't leave some of this research up to me. We definitely just you know blazed right past the ten year anniversary of this back in March. But uh, you know, uh, more Monster Tale, please. Now, and David, you know, I I don't expect you to know this just off the top of your head, but. Do you have composer information, and do you uh, do you understand how awesome the composer for this game is? Don't look him up. I want to know who you know. I mean, I am not looking it up right now. Obviously, right. Um, I, I I was aware of the composer when I, you know, chose <laughs> this game because the composer is Ian Stalker, who yes. is a classic video game music composer. A truly um, underrated video question, game composer. <laughs> the question is, do you know of the the games that he has composed for, John? Oh, do I? I, I, I will give Johnny and Jesse a no-googling chance to guess a, a game, a single game composed by Ian Stocker that is a undeniable video game music classic. Oh... Did he do, um, God, man, I got no idea. Super Meat Boy? <laughs> no, that was, that was Danny Baradowski, but I like the, uh, I appreciate the guess, Jesse. 
Johnny, you got nothing? Uh, Monster Tail. <laughs> he did Monster Tail for the DS. But see, he moved on from the DS from the Game Boy Advance. Ian Stocker composed the soundtrack to Robots. Robots. Oh, that game. Okay. The fucking movie game based on the Robin Williams robot movie that has, for some reason, one of the greatest Game Boy Advance soundtracks of all time. That soundtrack absolutely fucks. <laughs> and I mean, so David, was, well done on Monster Tail. <laughs> I was thrown off because when you said robots, I thought you meant beep boop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been too long, man. Um, but yeah, There's so a Ian deep Stocker, cut reference for all the Game That Tune fans. Ian Stocker, beep boop, you know, composer of robots. Uh, man, yeah, I, it, honestly. Like knowing that makes me excited to listen to the soundtrack because, like, seriously, that guy, he fucking just hit it out of the park with like a, a robots soundtrack, a licensed Game Boy Advance movie game, much in the same way that you know fucking what's his face did with like the Waterworld soundtrack on SNES. It's like these guys just waste their talents on these fucking <laughs> games, and so you know, yeah, to know that he also did Monster Tail, I'm like, cool, uh, you know, I'm gonna listen to that. Like, I mean, if he, he, also if he was doing this soundtrack without even anybody from like resembling a movie studio telling him what to do, then like, who knows what's on the soundtrack? It could be the greatest video game soundtrack of all time. Could I be. mean, he did also compose the music for The Sims 2 and Shrek Super Slam. See, Aww. that's what I'm talking about. Ian Stocker, you know, suddenly rising to the top of the game that turned Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shimamura, Koshiro, Sakuraba, Kondo, Stalker. That's where we're at. <laughs> it's, uh, man, he's shooting up the charts. Uh, you know, great pick, David. Classic pick. Uh, you know, uh, a perfect genre mashup pick and a perfect composer pick for this episode. Well done, David. Yeah, it's a fun game. <laughs> Anything else then? Um, no, I think everything I have to say can be summed up by it's a fun game. Indeed it is. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Boops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got the win. It was a fantastic tie, me versus Jesse. Jesse, I know that you haven't really adjusted to this yet, but I'm the champion. So when it's a tie, it goes to me, baby. So that's uh, that's what happened tonight. No showdown, no lightning round, no sudden death. Just a classic John Harrington perfect game win. What a, what a show. What a game. Fantastic episode, guys. Um... And Jesse, it, 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 I, I stole the win from you, but if you got a theme in mind, I'll still entertain it. Did you have a, did you have a theme you were feeling strongly for the next episode? Because you know, I, I have one in my back pocket that I've been thinking about busting out. But if you got something you wanna you wanna suggest to me, I, I'm open to it. You know, step into the king's court. Um, I was gonna suggest um, games in which you kind of don't play. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like, like you have been banished from the king's absolutely court. Absolutely not. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? Like they're games, but they're like they play themselves. Games, they, they don't they, play them. They obviously so, focus way more on story than gameplay. So visual novels. Yeah. More so than okay, that. we're not going to discuss this because it's not the theme. Because yeah. I won the episode. <laughs> games from Good Soviet Lord. Russia that play you. No. <laughs> Tamagotchis. <laughs> They just kind of shit themselves and die. Yep, that's the, that's what happened to that theme, baby. No, I, I had a good theme in mind, and it kind of ties in with this week's theme. It's it's funny. I was kind of trying to guide David in the direction of this theme last week, but it's good as its own distinct theme. Um, I want to do something a little different, a little special. Yeah, you know, this uh this won't be a game that tune redo episode, but it will be a very special episode. I want. You know, honoring the, uh, you know, kind of this episode, the mashup episode and our redo episodes. I'm giving you guys the chance. You may use a game that has previously been used on Game That Tune. However, the soundtrack must be different than the last time you used it on Game That Tune. It can be a release on a different system with a new soundtrack, or it can be a remix album or some such thing of the soundtrack. Now, I don't want you guys just to go to OC Remix and pick three random fucking things from whatever game you're thinking of. I would like them all to be coming from the same source. Same artist, same whatever. Same game, same artist. So but covers? Covers or uh, games that came out on multiple systems, but they have a uniquely or like, you know, distinctly different sound on that system. This is highly unusual. I know it is! If there is a game that features like one remix of a song, can we use that? Or do all songs have to be remixed versions? I would prefer three remixes of songs from a prior game. Okay. Yeah, so covers, remixes, or, uh, you know, re-releases with a uh, slightly distinct soundtrack. That's the theme for next week's episode. That's right. Really uh, changing the Game That Tune formula. We might have a, a Game That Tune covered up spectacular, or we might just have, a, you know, a game of, uh, I don't know, fucking weird European releases that have sound chips that sound different. Who knows? It's going to be an interesting theme. Yeah, that's, yeah okay. That's going to be cool. Yeah, it's about time, guys. It's, uh, you know, way too late in the show for us to have started doing wild shit like this. So anyway, yeah, that's the theme. Get your requests in. I know you guys, you know, you guys out there in, you know, Amiga land have uh, different sound chips and things. You want to hear you know, your uh, familiar versions of classic games. So get those requests in to us. But in the meantime, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. We're, in ga- we're at GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. You know, rate, review, subscribe, be a podcast listener. Sometimes our uh, shows make more sense when they're in podcast form. We edit some stuff out. Uh, thanks to everybody checking out Patreon.com slash GameThatTune. It's the home for our awesome exclusives. We've got covered up. We've got mixtapes. We've got GTT gems. We've got uh, the twenty four seven video game music live stream with uh, you know requests being taken all day, and you're uh, you're 
you know, you guys run the show over there, twitch.tv slash GTT radio. We got movie commentaries. We got a lot of stuff that we do over there, patreon.com slash game that tune. And we super appreciate you guys supporting the show. Uh, we want to give a special thanks to our absurd fans on Patreon Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, and Unsaddled Zebra, a fantastic group of people that support Game That Tune. Uh, thank you for our request tonight. David, who made that request? Uh, the request came from our Discord channel, uh, and it came from Mork. Thank you to Mork, Absurd Fan Mork on Patreon for that request. Uh, hit us up in our Discord with requests or hit us up GameThatTune at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at GameThatTune or you can find us individually there on Twitter. I am there at JGangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at JPRegan.jr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at DFT Fleming. And you can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. Hell yeah, fellas. So we've got bonus tunes i've got the bonus tunes and the bonus tunes tonight let me refresh my memory because i honestly you know kind of forgot what i uploaded so bonus tunes tonight i've been listening to a lot of mashups and uh i've been you know really really getting deep into a classic youtube channel maybe you know a youtube cover artist by the name of yuzo boy uh, johnny calls him kuzo boy <laughs> uh, yeah, we all properly refer to him as yuzo boy he does a lot of fantastic mashups and crossovers and things on uh youtube and i have chosen one of his classic tunes i've chosen the sonic the hedgehog 2 chemical plant zone theme Ooh. parentheses SNES version. Oh. So, you know, we've got the Chemical Plant Zone on a different system, honoring not only the mashups of tonight, but also the theme for next week of sound, songs that sound different on a different system. That's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, we love you and peace out, everybody.
Wario Blast featuring Bomberman is copyright 1995 Nintendo of America Incorporated and Hudson Soft. Sakuna of Rice and Ruin is copyright 2020 Edelweiss and X-Seed Games. Dragon Quest Builders is copyright 2016 Square Enix. Dodgeball Academia is copyright 2021 Pocket Trap and Humble Games. Monster Tale is copyright 2011 Dream Rift and Majesco Entertainment Company. And we're out. See, we did it. When I asked about the first and last in X-Men, I was really considering like saying like, and we're taking Professor X off the table. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, nah, it might be too. Uh, I was, I was See, he could, contro- <laughs> he could control your mind and convince you not to throw at him. <laughs> True. Ooh. Think about it. Yeah. Unless you're wearing Magneto's or Juggernaut's helmet. That's true. Yeah, Juggernaut Magneto would fuck him up in dodgeball. <laughs> Real bad. <laughs> God, X-Men Dodgeball. That's the game that needs to be made. Somebody get Disney on the phone. <laughs>